Hello, welcome to Social Work Made Accessible. I'm Dominic. I'm Rachel. Join us in this podcast where we have conversations exploring our profession, the practice and people's perspectives. Hello and welcome to another episode of Social Work Made Accessible. So today, we're going to be talking about my journey as I come to the end of my education in social work. Even before we start, Rachel, as much as this has been something that is a few years back, do you have a general refresher on your journey of social work education? I think I don't really think so much about like the education part of things, but I think more, I think about how, what a privilege it is to be a student <laughs> really? versus a working adult. Yeah, I think the, I think when you're in university, you think that, you know, that time of your life is incredibly stressful, mm. um, which it is, as in, but it's a different kind of stress from, I think, work life. And I think it's also the nature of like social work. I think if let's say I were working in MNC or something, or like I was doing something more project-based, mm. um, I think it would be different. But I think like maybe professions like doctors, social workers, because it's people's lives don't just pause for you but in school there's a semester and then there is a clear break yeah. you know even if it's a month it's better than two weeks I mean, maximum amount of leave you can probably safely take at work so it's more of the reality of work life I mean I would miss some parts of school I guess but I think work also has its hub mm, okay yeah and then social work education becomes real social work so well I think even as I go through this um episode right if you have any like nuggets of wisdom or you're thinking hmm, actually this is not very relevant anymore in the workspace please feel free to surface that up sure so actually dominic you are officially i don't know if we announced this but you're officially done with actually are you officially done with school no have you submitted as of recording this no i'm not officially done i still have one more assignment but i am more or less done yeah okay but by the time you you uh this episode's probably out. You probably already submitted your assignment, right? I know. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, yeah I'm finished, done. You finished your tertiary education. Yeah. Okay. So, so in light of that, maybe you could just share like what are some uh, takeaways that you have from the four years that you spent in school? Okay. I think the first thing that I would like to share yeah, is that I realized that social work education provides like many opportunities to examine like my own values, beliefs, and Actually, I think the thing that most people might not, or not that most people might not, but I found that it came up quite a bit was like the remnants of the past. Yeah. Mm. So values and beliefs, I think is pretty clear, right? When we engage with topics or social issues and then we feel those tensions and we start reflecting actually what do these tensions mean? Uh, then you realize that sometimes it rubs against like my own values and beliefs to ensure that's that. But I think when it comes to like remnants of the past, that one was a bit more different. Uh, because like in your personal space? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think social work, the, the distinction of social work comes, right, when like the personal space uh, actually impacts the, the services you render. So things like if there were remnants of the past, like for example, if you went through like a bout of grief and loss, like how does that actually shape you to actually process future clients' own like grief and loss? Yeah, so mm. I started realizing that actually that was a part in which I wasn't prepared for going into social work education I mean, considering that I came from a soci, which was a little bit more, I don't know whether the right word to use is like technical, but I think social work drives mm. that deeper. It kind of forces you to develop your own insight. Uh, and of course, when we learn about areas of things like transference and counter-transference, um, I think like develop a lot of insight 
into like who I am as a person. And more than that, it was like, how does this affect the relationships around me or like the way in which I view the world and whatnot. So do you think it forced you to like resolve certain things a bit better? Uh, not resolve better or like get to resolving it? I think it forced me to like make sense of things. Like for example, I remember in one of my placements, uh, my supervisor told me that it seems like I am very much focused on like the cognitive side of things. Yeah, like mm-hmm. anal- very analytical, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I think he asked me a question, like, which was like, he placed me in a, in, in a spot in which I realized, hey, I cannot explain, uh, which was he said, what actually do you feel that the client is going through? Because I think I'm extremely private with my emotions. So because of that, then I think that was like one of the, the barriers that I myself had to break and realize and recognize within myself that, hey, actually, I'm a person that's pretty private with my emotions. But how then do I develop this sense of, <laughs> I don't know, emotional connection at the same time? Yeah, yet mm-hmm. still being able to hold that privacy to myself. Does that make sense? How, I'm just curious, like how did that, like how did your, I'm more curious about how did your supervisor make that reflection? Like was it based on like your conversations with him or was it like observation? Oh, okay. So for that one, we were looking at the case together. Yeah. So, so you were sharing your thoughts about the case. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I mean, so like, you were like giving your assessments and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like, so like, like, oh, this yeah. is bad. Yeah, I've prepared for this, you know, you know, come into, I mean, it's supervision, right? So you go in preparing with a certain form of like, how do you conceptualize the case? And then you present the case and then he asks you this question and you're like, okay, wait, give me five minutes to think about this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I think that's where I really see, uh, those are the moments that I think really hit me that I find, or at least I'm wondering whether other kind of like professions will ever encounter. Yeah, so I mean, that's just an open question for myself. I guess it depends on, I would imagine that some other helping professionals would, would go through that experience. Mm. Yeah, but I think the, the interesting thing about social work is the whole, there's this whole emphasis on, there's a clear emphasis on like the personal self also. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. so I think there has to be some work on the personal self and constant work on the personal self mm. to be in a position to help or to use the self to help other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's literally what I went through, law when it comes to my own social work education. Like, that, that, it was the beginning of that journey. I was going to ask, like, is it about the education or was it about, like, things like placement? You know, because that is, like, because to me, uh, like, the education is, like, the physical things, like, the reading uh... and, like, the, the classes... Okay, then the other part is like the interaction with like-minded humans or even people who are different from you but are willing to engage in this conversation with you. Because to me, that's like... Yeah, okay, yeah, I get that, I get that. I think for myself, definitely placements are the ones that you come... I mean, that you see come to the, the front very, very clearly. But another thing that I realized that actually made me reflect a lot was like reflection pieces. Um, in Like assignments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like assignments in terms of like reflection pieces. Uh. I can remember one of them that we had to do was for grief and loss. And then like the question is, what's your meaning of life? Like how do you see life and death? And, and then you realize that, well, actually that's a question that is, I don't know, I've never really thought about that question uh, and how it would impact my practice. Yet at the same time, I kind of know what's my value surrounding like life and surrounding. So it's like that kind of like melding of both, like fitting like, hey, you have this, now how the, like how does this apply to practice? And it's this anticipatory kind of um, exercise, right? Yeah. I didn't like doing the, those assignments or 
Yeah. But eventually, I think they did surface out this kind of like aspects la, that I realized I'm fine. On hindsight, I'm thankful for them. But when I was there and then I was like, what well, is so difficult to write? Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it's also uh, this kind of like insight, like putting pen to paper kind of insight generation is also important for when you enter into the profession itself, right? I mean, some people just like run, like they just hit the ground running and they just work, 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 work. And then, mm. uh, and then it does become a, I mean, it becomes work, uh, like it's a cognitive process. I guess normally when we, before being a social work student, you wouldn't really reflect, okay, you wouldn't really reflect so much on other people's lives in relation to yours. Unless yeah. it's like you and your friend fight or like you and your <laughs> other like disagree mm. or your parents. Yeah, but I guess it, it, it's also a different dynamic or like the things that you reflect upon are also different. Yeah. To you. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And I think that's something that I really wasn't prepared for when it came to social work. Yeah. Mm. I think somehow or another you think you know, but you when you're really there, you realize that or at least I realized that actually, well, I really found that these pieces were challenging to do, but of course on hindsight, like you said, is actually beneficial because it kind of, kind of makes you familiarize with the process of like thinking deeper for yourself and how it affects the relationships around you. Mm, so what was the greatest like area of discovery you had about yourself? Wow, you're asking me to dive so deep when I already say I'm so private with my emotions. No, no, no. Uh, okay, but I actually did prepare one example um, that I find that was okay to share. Uh, like one thing, uh, I think that was actually present in the past was I see things in black and white. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think the areas of grey in between were very little. So it's like, it can, I always thought like it can be argued for things to either be ethically right or like morally right and and things like that. Lah. So it was very black and white for me. Um, and when I went into social work, I think one of the questions that can just exemplify this, lah, not necessarily encapsulate everything, is actually when you look at certain behaviors, you ask the question, what are the function of these behaviors? Then I think it creates a very different dimension of thinking about the issue, right? So uh, if we were to look at a certain form of like substance abuse, mm-hmm. on one hand, it can be like, that's wrong. Uh, and then you exert this form of social control and say, step out of it. But if you were to take time to pause and to think to yourself, actually, what are the functions of these behaviors? Um, it could either be a defensive mechanism or a manner of coping. I kind of think that there's a very different nuance that's applied to that. Yeah. So for me, these black and white things were challenged a lot. So coming out of social work, I think I can see that there's this like mixture of more black and white. So there, there are more gray areas. And I think I can sit very much more in that tension of like, is this does this really need to be right? Does this really need to be wrong? So when you say like black and white in terms of like what other people do, is it? Or what do you mean? Uh, I think it can be applied to even more often than not is of course uh, in relation to other people because that's what I see. Uh, and my values and beliefs inform me that those are black and white. I mean, as I heard you say that, I think one thing that I remember very clearly from my second placement supervisor telling me like he okay maybe the word spectrum was never really on my mind until that time of my life but he just kept saying like everything is on a spectrum it's never it's not so linear right it's not so clear yeah. cut yeah uh, so i think that whole idea of things being on a spectrum i think and it's also in essence it's also saying like life is a journey and i think that's also part of like the whole social work process also yeah yeah like meeting them wherever they are on that spectrum and getting them wherever they want to be. Lah. Okay, 
is there anything else that you took away from from your education experience? Uh, yeah, actually, okay. Also, all of this, right? I must really say that it's only on hindsight that I took it away. And it's okay. also actually some of the sources of my regret, which I can, I think, I can talk about a little bit more later. I think the next thing actually I took away is that I've grown to be rather like fascinated with like human beings. More so, let me clarify that it's in the manner of like human development. So, I think one of the modules that people may not necessarily have a preference for, right? It's like. 2104, which is human development. I remember going into that, I'm like, this is so extremely tedious. And I remember coming out of that thinking I had to remember the whole textbook. Yeah. So like it was good, but it's just so content heavy. Because when you're thinking about humans, right, then you think about the whole life course. You're like, okay, there's really so many different, different things to, to know and remember. But I think what it did for me is that it laid, uh, it laid the foundation uh, to think through or at least know some milestones that are kind of like normative in the process of human development yeah like these things aren't static no doubt but it just exposes me a little bit more for example i can tell you for sure the point about how do do babies develop mm-hmm. yeah in the nine months i really didn't know that at all prior to this of course you would think of course you know that it grows like, but what are like different milestones that you check for and like you you kind of mm. realize it's happening right um yeah, so those were the different different things that I think is laying a foundation for me to be further curious into these kind of things. Okay, I also agree that module is a, the, <laughs> it's a help, it's a very helpful module. Mm. Actually, I think it's one of the most helpful modules. Okay. Con- concrete terms because you have a one full textbook <laughs> that it tells you what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, but do you do you think? I I mean I wonder how that fascination translates from uh, intellectual fascination, right? Mm. To like, how that would look like in practice or so, right? Wow, I feel like you're a supervisor now asking me these questions. Don't let them just remain in your brain, you know? Translate (laughs) it into practice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just curious. Okay, I think one of the things that, uh, for me, when I thought through about it, right, was actually understanding how the environment affects child development or in specific, like, uh, infant development. Because I've read previous research, right? Sometimes it's a very, very mechanical. Like, you listen and you understand certain correlates of the environment that affects the development of the fetus, that kind of things. But I think that translates into practice very much when you, I guess, have certain insight into the environments of whoever you're working with. Yeah, like your clients and whatnot. Then you start realizing that, oh, okay, these are certain things that I need to watch out for. These might be certain areas in which uh, might be helpful for me to maybe suggest certain changes, things like that. Yeah, yeah so of course, it, like, that's why I think it begins on a very theoretical level and then it goes up to the next. Uh, of course, the one that I think majority of people would be familiar with is like Ericsson's. And when I look at Ericsson's and I think back to myself, I was like, okay, firstly, I, never, I don't see this as a linear model. I find that there are different, different bouts of me experiencing whatnot. Like, I know I'm kind of like transgressing the, 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 the theory of it. Uh, but I thought that the, the the stages were very helpful even to examine my own self um, to see mm. like, hey, actually there are past conflicts that I've not resolved, right? Mm. And then I have to try and resolve that and see my, whether I can move myself to the next stage. Yeah. So I think those were two examples that when you asked the question, like that came to mind. How about you? Do you feel like you have a different lens to bring to this? In terms of human development? Yeah. In particular? Yeah. Mm. Like, cause you were mentioning it was something that's concrete. It's one of the most helpful modules. 
Yes, but I also scored a C for that module. I do not okay. know why. <laughs> like, I, that was uh, my worst scoring social work module. Yeah, mm. so uh, I think I think sometimes, as in now, as a practicing person, I think uh, I feel okay. I wouldn't say right. I'm not one of those people to say that you know whatever we learn in school is irrelevant. Mm. I don't agree with that. Yeah, mm. like I think. Okay, maybe if you're in a different setting, maybe it's irrelevant. Like, but I think because I'm in the FSC setting, it's still, I feel like whatever we've learned enough is general enough such that it is relevant. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the difficulty is also like how much headspace we often have to think about these things when at work. Because I think that's very different from when we're in school. Because I think in school, you know, as, as much as there's a ton of readings, you have mm. the time to do readings. Yeah. Yeah. But so, when you're in the... Yeah. So a lot of the times, it's 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 really like a, a hustle kind of thing. Like someone was telling me yesterday that like people's observe. I don't know if this is true or not because I haven't been in both settings, but someone was telling me that someone who is now in CPSC said that like FSC is very, very, very fast paced. And it's oh. like strange to me that someone from child protection would think that FSC <laughs> is more fast-paced than child protection work, right? Yeah, yeah huh. but yeah. <laughs> so like, so yeah. I think I think that's the the part that I would say. Like you know, while you have the time to read and ponder on those things, mm. like really, really take the time to do it, because then I think it resonates a bit deeper within you, and then I think it comes across, it comes through in your thought process a lot more naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are working yeah I mean I really like what you said there about I guess it's, it's form of like integrating your what you learn right into how it mm. kind of like the lens in which you look at the world so like so it becomes yeah. pretty quick and intuitive and maybe in, at, at a very high level instinctive la. that's yeah. the ideal yeah, the yeah ideal scenario right yeah so um, yeah. pro tip for those of you who are currently studying take Rachel's advice <laughs> I feel like I feel like, okay. I think if there was something that I could do differently, right? Yeah, I would yeah. have thought about how I could have made what I learned into things that I can use in sessions, as in like material, like actual material, like be it slides or like cards or like something like that. Yeah, so that I don't have to. So like the thinking process for me is also lessened, mm. and I can use it as like a uh, material, like psycho, like information to to use to psychoeducate educate clients more easily mm. yeah so i think that's something that i i would have done differently okay okay yeah, yeah i think i kind of get where you're coming from uh like for example for myself i also kind of had that regret a little bit mm. uh sometimes you i realize that i have i don't have, i don't have enough of a long-term perspective to i think the reality that you are one day going into practice didn't really hit me so soon <laughs> So like a yeah, lot of yeah, my yeah. notes sometimes are very like fragmented. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than it being consolidated, consolidated and I can pull it out, right? And just immediately, okay, note this is something that I might have to think a bit more. Or like like you said, how do I use this kind of like understandings to translate into uh, potential even like therapeutic tools that we may use with our clients? Yeah, yeah but I think it's also fair that if you're a student to not yeah. <laughs> know this because you haven't like really practice I feel like yeah you're really just waddling through mm. like parts of <laughs> parts of school so I think it's fine but I mean if you're hearing this now then like 
take it from us. Like, yeah, and like if you, you resonate with you and you're like, oh yeah, ho, okay, maybe I should just put maybe 10% more effort into this, then yeah, sure. I think that would be great. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe moving on, like are there any areas in the social work education that you wish was, you had more of? Mm, okay, yes. I think one thing that uh, I thought of was like not having enough space for discussions. Uh, I think this matters to me more lah, because I'm an external processor. So when I learn things, I also wonder how do I apply them. And the difficulty then is, if I think through it myself, the question is, how do I know I'm right? Uh, or at least I'm applying this in a manner that is acceptable. Wait, reflective discussions on what? So for example, it could be applying a specific theory. Is this right? Or it could also be a bit more... Um, remember just now I was bringing up a little bit of the whole black and white thing. Uh, I think mm-hmm. there are some, there could be more space for that kind of discussions. Although the prelude to this is, of course, I think what needs to be done is like an environment of safety. Uh, and ideally things happen organically. But I think for myself, because I came in late, right? I didn't really have like a, a, that much of like a core group of friends that I felt like I could process this with. And I think that for those people who might have had the opportunity to do so, uh, probably would have benefited quite a bit uh, because I think this is my assumption. La. I really think social work people are genuinely like very, very nice and they know how to hold the space very, very nicely. So sometimes when, mm. when like, people might express such things and then these kind of like struggles or this kind of um, issues or like remnants of the past comes up, I think it would be so much better if those, those things are worked through or at least start working through them at the point of when you're a student yeah do I make sense yeah I'm just curious like so when you say like reflective discussions you mean like formal or informal because like what I'm kind of hearing from you it sounds more like informal informal, right (laughs) yeah I know so that's the difficulty Uh, that's the difficulty that I think to myself because I find that things can happen in a very organic space sure but I for one wasn't in that op- I didn't have such opportunities to so I'm just thinking to myself actually wow what happens if there could be some form of like semi-formal maybe semi-formal kind of like discussions to actually process through some of these things yeah mm. uh, so I'm I'm also wondering whether that is also beneficial or should we just leave it up completely to the student to just go through it themselves yeah I mean one one space that I can think of okay there's two spaces that I can think of but I think one is more worthwhile than the other I mean one is tutorials but I feel like that's still very like that it serves like specific function right because mm. trying to f- fulfill the syllabus and whatever mm. but I think the other one is like um like the placement uh discussions yeah as in what are they call I don't even know what they're called um you know <laughs> like you have the placement they're not uh, supervisors but they have like these external yeah uh, yeah practicing social workers that facilitate oh, I can't uh, remember the discussions yeah, yeah, but I get it. I get it. Yeah, what? How was your experience? Or, or like, is that something like similar to what you're talking about? But you, like, who would facilitate these discussions? Exactly. So, like, I'm. I, I think the logistics of it is, I, I really do not know lah. Uh, but when it comes to things I wish for more, I would think these are areas that I kind of feel like I'll be a bit more ready to engage in. Uh, like you said, when it comes to, uh the few placements one where you're like kind of processing through how your few placements is and more often than not those are the times when your remnants of the past your counter transference or transference comes up or even like your fears 
uh, or like your observation of your own weaknesses comes up, then that those are processed through, right? Okay, I think responding to this, right? Yeah. I think, so I think there is like two parts, as in this is my opinion. So there's like, there's like the whole part about the technicals of it. So I guess like the, what school does is it provides you the the technical space of like maybe they give you a framework and then they you work through that. But I think sometimes also like we would have to see for ourselves whether or not we actually need some sort of like like counseling or like therapeutic work for ourselves also. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think that like university is a very good time to do that. Because mm. uh you have okay, you might not have money, but you definitely have uh time. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I think something that I did when I was, I didn't do that. I didn't do this when I was in NUS. So when I was on exchange, I actually went for like counseling at the at the university. I don't know counseling center. Yeah. So I mean, that's not so much about my education. But I think if I hadn't been in social work, I wouldn't have decided to go see like a counselor or see a social worker. Mm. Yeah. Even though it was a bit strange because like. English wasn't necessarily his super strong first language. I think he could still speak English, but yeah. there were a bit like some moments of like things are a bit lost in translation, a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, but as in, I think I think that's also another thing I would say. Like, you know, if you feel like there are some things that you need to work out that would affect you as a um, social worker, right? Like, mm. sometimes not necessarily classroom settings or I mean, some things can be resolved between yourself or like when talking with a friend or like, uh, or even through spirituality. But there are also some areas that might benefit from like some professional like guidance and conversation about that. And I know people who even now as like practicing uh, practitioners who are, I mean around my level, like they mm. seek like counseling services for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that is really like we should also destigmatize that. Uh, yeah. So if you have the opportunity while in uni to do it, then I think it's also a good time to prep yourself as much as you can before you enter. Uh, yeah. Because it depends on your supervisor how task focused they are versus how willing they are to like talk through you know these emotions that you, they, that you may have yeah 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 i think i think that's that's great because you're right now that you put it in that perspective i think it's true um this is really the, the time in the time of your life in which you have the time to think through these things as they come up um mm. just i think it's a natural thing when you go through social work uh, maybe com- com- no need for comparison but yeah as you go through social work I think these kind of uh, conflicts in values and beliefs or even like deeper emotional um, remnants la, let's just call it remnants right uh, mm. may be present and I think you're right this is the best time for us to work through it yeah and but of course one question that I have is also to what extent should we be kind of like formalizing these kind of platforms yeah, in our education system because the, the, the other end is that what happens if all these things surface and are not processed yeah, then you, you enter into practice so I'm not sure too sure what that looks like but I would think it's, it's potentially uh, damaging for the person for the social worker himself or herself first and foremost uh, and then also because of that potentially to the client la, which I think that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. So, so I think when I talk about like not having enough space for like reflective discussions, it can happen on either the cognitive end, it can happen on like 
really this processing of like these remnants or okay yeah. so I mean there, anything else mm, yeah oh, there's sorry. one more thing that I think would just be like a passing mention I remember sitting in one of the the lessons right and then I think to myself actually there's a lot of brilliant people um, in social work uh, not just in mind but in heart and I think a lot of that can be capitalized upon to consider further innovations in addressing social issues yeah uh, you know I ever thought of like thinking about you know how um in business right not so sure whether you know uh, but I think it's pretty a lot more uh, prevalent in SMU they have these like case competitions yeah mm-hmm. uh, and then like um, there, there is a monetary reward at the back but I was just thinking well actually if you apply this to social work will, will there be some form of like innovation that come out of it lah so I, I remember thinking about this and I wrote down uh, something along the lines says, yeah, capitalize on our idealism now. Lor. <laughs> then mm. then translate it to workable solutions in the future. Because I think these are the things that you can like even look back and say, hey, actually, based on various case competitions, we can actually potentially pull this together to be a workable solution. Because I think case competitions mm. also necessarily need to work through the logistics of it, the resourcing of it. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be so specific to like down to the detail, but to just get a little bit more of a ballpark figure. And I think this is then when we can consider how does like, innovation at the university level, the tertiary level, actually translate into the broader field. Whether they have the space to do that <laughs> in the future is a, is a different story. Lah. Yeah, I think social workers are packed, man. But I don't know. I just thought for me, that would be like, oh, I would have participated in something like that. Yeah. So who who's going to, are you going to tell anyone so they can organize this? Why do you think it's a good idea? I mean, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Wow, <laughs> thanks for your vote of <laughs> neutral confidence. <laughs> I think it's good. It has a it has a working chance, but I don't yeah. know. I feel like I as in, I think a lot of uh people, not just social workers, like suffer from like imposter syndrome, right? Like, how Ooh. much do you know? How much do you know at that level to solve a problem? Also, yeah. But yeah. I think the counter argument is like, okay, if you get too deep into the problem, you also become jaded and then you think this is just it and then you you don't really, like innovation doesn't really happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so if you I, could bridge both, like mm. the cynics, the people who are cynics, right? They come mm. with the idealists. So like the workers, the problems, <laughs> and they come with the, the students and their brilliance. Mm. If we could find a way to make that happen. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that will be a potential place la, like for, for us to see. I should pitch this idea to my own organization. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think that will be potentially good la, to, to see how we can foster innovation within our sector because, yeah, just a side point. One thing that I think we can have space to innovate very much more on is um, firstly like uh, program development and actually the research of that program itself. So I think that's when we can comp- create a, I guess, a more productive feedback cycle. La. But yeah, this is just something that I was like, well, one thing I might have wished for. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but sure, if you think that that idea is good or anyone who's listening to this idea, sure, if you think that that's sufficient, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just... just Don't yeah. forget Dominic. Uh, no, no, you can forget me. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so is there any final last words of encouragement you have yeah. for people who are still in, in their education journey, at least at the tertiary level? Yeah, I, yes, I do have. Um, and 
I would like you to actually think of some so because I think you have a lot of nuggets of wisdom actually. So um, I think there are two for me. Firstly, I like, think of your education as building like a, a handbook. So what I mean by that is I like, don't slipshot your notes. The earlier you do it well, you realize actually it accumulates and you're actually you'll graduate with quite a, a good uh, baseline for you to consider what you might want to explore in the future. So it's like different points in the map lah, that at the end of your graduation, you can like tie strings to and you realize, hey, this links to this, this links to that. Um, yeah, so that's my first one. I think the second thing is actually to reflect upon the tensions you would feel as you go through your social work education. Yeah, so things like tensions with certain policies, things like tensions with uh, certain topics, things like tensions with, uh, like for example, um, even with experiences in your field placement. So like take time to like reflect upon that make sense of that and I think that gives you mm. greater insight so those are the two things that I would recommend yeah what about you mm. okay I think I would say okay I had this when you were talking at the start but then as you were saying more than I forgot because <laughs> I was listening uh, okay I think okay yeah number one I would say don't be afraid to I think be intentional about doing your do your readings I'm a proponent of doing your readings number two whether or not you want to make notes I think it's your learning style. Yeah. Um, but I think at least you should keep the notes. Uh, you should keep the readings that you think are helpful. Mm. And then I think you should also speak out or like be more discursive in classes and lectures and things like that. Like just like now is the time for you to learn. Yeah. yeah so take the opportunity to learn. And lastly, I think I would say like the learning doesn't stop there. So just be ready to keep learning even while you're working. But know that like now is the ideal time that you have. Mm. Like in terms of resource, like you have access to like the university library, the books, the yeah. the e-library or whatever it's called. Like yeah. use it. Yeah, that's what I would say. I agree. Great. So yeah. I, I think with that, we've come to the end of our episode. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to another episode of Social Work Made Accessible. We would love to hear your thoughts on anything that we've shared. You can reach us at swmadeaccessible at gmail.com or drop us a follow and a DM at swmadeaccessible on Instagram. And don't forget to join us in the next episode.